You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. One antithesis of steadfast is to waver, to waver. A person that wavers is indecisive, would not stick to a decision that he or she makes. One minute, person may say, I'm going to stick to this. Two days later, the person changes his or her mind. God going to do it. Seven days later. I don't know if God going to move for me or not. In decisive. To waver also is to change your belief. To change your belief. To the point to where you go from being confident to not being confident. I like how the Hebrew writer said it in uh, Hebrews 10 and 35. He, he said to, to brethren that were battling, he, he said, cast not away your confidence. But when you, when you waver... You change your belief. You cast away your your confidence. To waver is to be unsteady. You're erratic when it comes to your your thoughts, your words, and your your deeds. You keep fluctuating. You are allowing your trouble or your problem to control the situation. And see, that's dangerous. You, you never allow the happenings of life to control your mind. Never allow what your eyes see. To control your, your speech. Never allow the pain you are experiencing. To cause you to, to do this, that, and the other. No. You control the situation. I'm hurting. But I'm not going to allow the pain to rule me. 
is not turning out the way I would love for it to turn out. But I'm not going to allow that to cause me to get off the path that God has put me on. Better is here and better is coming. I'm going to stay right here. But when you move and then go back and then move and go back. It says that you are wavering. You're wavering. And the final meaning of of waver is is a simple one to doubt. Just means to doubt. But but this is was extremely important when it comes to doubt. The archaic meaning of doubt is to fear. When I doubt, it says that that I am a fearful person. Things scare me. Scare me out of the will of God. Scare me from my set place. And, And see, the thing that John revealed about fear... In 1 John 4 and 18, I believe it is, he, he talked about how, how fear has torment. And said when a person is fearful or allowing torment to set in, that God or love is not perfecting that person. You get in fear, you stop allowing God to work on your mind. Stop allowing God to work on your words, to work on your deeds. You are allowing fear to dictate to you how things are going to turn out. And again, you cannot allow anything or anybody to control your life. You can't do that. You cannot allow was happening with you to control you. No, you, you, you can't allow that to happen. You have got to be God conscious to the point to where you allow the spirit of God to lead you based upon John 16 and 13. What does John 16 and 13 say? It says that the spirit of God or the spirit of truth will guide you You holding on? Into all truth. See, God is omniscient. He he can tell you stuff that the professional can't tell you. No matter how smart the smartest person is, you know that person is limited. I, I don't care how smart he or she is, that person is limited. But when it comes out, God, he is unlimited. God can tell you today what's going to be going on in your life 10 years from now. God does not need an x-ray to tell you what's going on on the inside of you. God does not need somebody to tell him 
how things are going to work out on your behalf. He, he does not need to go to somebody for that. He already knows it. That's the reason he dropped on Israel. I know the plans that I have for you. See, because folk were trying to convince Israel it wasn't going to work out for them. Because I know the plans. I have planned for you. I, I, I know your purpose. I, I know exactly how it's going to turn out. And he was basically saying to them that you can listen to what they're telling you. And you can trip on that. You can even do what they're saying. But what they're saying is not right because they don't have my mindset. I told you I was going to bless you. So don't allow the fact that you're going through it financially to stop you from believing that what I said is going to come to fruition. See, God will tell you stuff uh, that, that seems unlikely because of your present situation. God will tell you, you, you are going to be the most prosperous person in your neighborhood. And you're like, good God, I'm at the bottom of the neighborhood. How in the world that's going to happen? Nobody but Jesus. Angels so blue, Gideon's mind, when the angel showed up, the angel said, Thou mighty man of valor, God is with you. And Gideon was trying to hide from his enemies. And the angel don't call him a mighty man. The angel saw in Gideon what he didn't see in himself. You don't see your healing right now, but God sees your healing. You don't see how you're going to come out right now, but God already knows that you're going to come out. All you need to do is just stick to what God told you. You just need to stick because God can see further than you. Say to your neighbor, you don't need to waver. I'm going to show you the primary reason, biblically speaking, you don't need to waver. Go with me to James, the first chapter. And we are going to consider verses 6 through 8. James, the first chapter. If you're not familiar with James, go to your table of contents because I don't want you to fake it. You need to see this. James 1, we'll start at verse, verse 6. He was talking to, to Israel of the children of God at the time. James chapter 1, verse 6 said to them, ask in faith. Then he says, with no doubting. A wavering. Ask in faith with no doubting or wavering. He goes on to say, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea. And notice how, the wave, how a wave of the sea is, driven and tossed by the wind. Wind represents doctrine, a teaching. See, see, folks, that, that waver, they go from one opinion to another. They believe what one person say, then they believe what somebody else say. And, and, when, and when you consider that, it means that the person is constantly going from, from one doctrine 
to another doctrine. One report to another report. Just being tossed like a wave back and forth. Happy of what, about what the pastor said, but then somebody else say something else, and so you're unhappy. Doubting or wavering. And, but, but he goes on to say this right here in verse 7. Let not that man or woman suppose that he or she, this is the thing, will receive anything from the Lord. Now that, that's enough to say that, you know what, I'm going to pick a side and stay on that side. It may hurt, but I'm going to pick a side now, and I'm going to stay on that side. And so if I, I hurt, I, still, I ain't changing side. Because if I keep going back and forth, God ain't going to help me. That's what the Bible says here. When you're doubting, when you're wavering, God can't help you. Why? Because God rewards based upon faith. Hebrews 11 and 6 says, without faith it is impossible to please him or God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And, and so God is saying, I, I was getting ready to bless her, but she done changed her mind again. And she just keep changing her mind. So I'm just going to step back because I can't bless her because she, she keep changing. I got some sisters in the room like that. Y'all don't have to respond, sisters. You're still in the room. I got some brothers in the room like that. You don't know whose side you want to be on. You need to make up your mind if you're going to believe God's report or the other folk report. You need to get a mindset like Joshua. Joshua said, as for me and my house, we done made a choice. We done made a decision. What you going to do, Joshua? We going to serve the Lord. Because if you, keep, if, if you keep switching from side to side, you ain't got to worry. God going to make the choice for you. He going to cut you loose. Look at it again. Let not that man or woman think that he or she will receive anything from the Lord. And then he closes it out in verse 8 by saying this right here. He or she is double-minded. Oh, God, then Jane went on to talk about the person. Unstable. Get this. In all his or her ways. In other words, their life is messy. A messy life. Unstable in all your ways. That's a messy life. And and this this is what's so sad. You you have... uh, you have messy folks that try to tell other folk what to do. And then you have folk that are crazy enough to listen to messy folk. 
you unstable in all your ways. You ain't got it together in no aspect of your life. And you want me to heed your advice. I ain't crazy. I ain't sick. I ain't insane. You just met me, but you already trying to tell me how it's going to turn out for me. Oh, I understand you are a professional, but we just met. And you trying to tell me about my life based upon what you've seen on a machine? Or based upon what I feel out? The devil is a liar. You don't know the plans that God has ordained for my life. You don't know what God has set up. Child of God, don't ever let anybody or anything dick to you your future. Saving God. Well, God said this, but the report saying that. Yeah, so make a choice. Isaiah and Paul were just point blank to the the saints of God or the children of God by asking whose report you're going to believe. See, that's what it comes down to. You got to make up in your mind who you're going to believe. Because as long as you're going back and forth, God ain't going to do nothing for you. Well, I'm waiting on God. I'm going to give him two more days. If he don't have it in two more days, I'm going to try to look for something else. He ain't going to do it for you. Because you already told God you're going to be going from him to something or somebody else so he ain't going to do it for you. He want to know that your focus is on him. He wants to know that you're yielding all of your members to him. He wants to know that you're thinking about him, you're talking about him and you're acting according to his word and when he sees that you are such in blessing he will bless you. Y'all ain't happy about that. I'll get happy by myself and dance up here by myself. Y'all hear me? You can't waver. Because, see, if, if I don't receive anything from the Lord, that means that Proverbs 10 and 22 it's not going to happen for me. What, what, what's so important about Proverbs 10, 22, Walker? I tell you. Proverbs 10, 22 says, The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he has no sorrow with it. That, but, but if I'm back and forth, if I'm wavering, I ain't going to receive the blessing of the Lord. I ain't going to be rich. I'm going to stay in the poor house. If I'm in the poor house and I'm back and forth, I'm going to stay in the poor house unless I start working triple overtime. I'll get two or three jobs. Then I'll let man make me rich. But if God cut me off because I'm wavering, I'm not going to receive the blessings of the Lord. But let's take it a little further. If God cut me off, that means I can quote the promises all day. 
but I'm not going to receive the promises. 2 Corinthians 1 and 20 says, all of the promises of God in him are yes and amen. But it's not true to the person that's doubting. If you're doubting, the promises are not going to happen to you. Let's take it further. Psalm 34 and 19 says, Many are the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him or her out of every single one. But if I'm wavering, that means I'm going to have to deal with that affliction until I die. Why? Because I'm back and forth. I'm wavering. Let's take it further. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there'll be meat in my house and prove me now he will say the Lord, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven, pour you out a blessing that you won't have room enough to receive. And I will also rebuke the devourer for your sake, that he will not eat up the fruit of your ground. And all nations shall call you blessed. But if I give God his tithes and offerings and turn around and start doubting. Saying one minute God going to do it and the next minute he not. is not going to happen. And you see folk all the time uh, that, that are not receiving certain things because they are indecisive. One minute they're confident, the next minute they're unsure. One minute they're turning in victory, talking about God going to do it. The next minute their lip, as the old folks say, is hanging down. Man. Say to your neighbor, you can't keep flip-flopping. And expect God to do what he said he would do. And, and, and this is what's so sad. Folks who waver like that, they got the nerve to turn around and say, I don't get God want to do it. Baby, he done told you he ain't going to do it. You ain't got to guess. He, he done told you he ain't going to do it because you like this. You, you ain't got to guess about it. Wonder why he, I'm still praying, but it ain't happening. Ain't no need of you praying until you change. What you praying for? You need change. I'm praying so we'll go ahead and no, you need change. Change from being wavering to unwavering and watch him bless you. And some, some of us should be shout because we know that we didn't receive things for a good minute until we changed. Put up your hand if I'm talking about you. And, and, and
And so a person that is not going to waver is a person that understands that he or she has to be steadfast. And Paul just point blank told the Corinthian church, be steadfast. Be. Be known, be means to manifest certain traits or qualities. Taking it further, be means that you are known for certain traits and qualities. You're known for it. It, it, it's just like, uh, y'all okay? Okay, it, it's just like this right here. It's just like I know folk in this room, based upon recent uh, encounters with them, that, that God ain't going to do certain things for. You know why? Because the thing is, I, I can, I can in, in like two sentences, in one sentence, they positive. But then in another sentence, they're negative. You know what that's saying? Double mind. Guess what? God ain't going to do nothing for us. Pastor, I need you to pray for my such and such, and we're just going to believe God that God is going to heal her. Okay. We, we, I, we agree that that's what's going to happen. Then you see the person. Well, you know, I, I'm just wondering if it's time for her to go on home now. But you just told me to agree with you, and now you're talking something different? And you know, you, you, know, you, have, to, you have to be nice, cause it, you, you know, because you like... And you're hoping messages like this would just trigger their mind and say, he talking about me. That's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping your, your mind going to be triggered because you are the guilty person. I ain't going to call out your name, but, but some of you, we done had recent encounters. Yeah, I'm talking about you. I mean, I'm just being honest because I, I don't want a sister or a brother thinking that something's going to happen and they keep changing. You ain't going to get nothing like that. And I'm going to tell you some, something. Sometime uh, the Lord will allow you to go through trials, troubles, hardship to see if you're going to stick with him or you're going to look for an alternative. You're going to be tried. And I told you the enemy going to try to steal what God told you he was going to do from you. But you got to make up in your mind, even if I'm going to be tried as by fire, I'm going to stay right here. I'm not going to change sides. God been too good to me for me to change sides. Say to your neighbor, I'm hurt, but I ain't changing sides. I hadn't obtained the victory yet, but 
I ain't changing size. I'm going to stick with my God. He brought me out before and he's going to bring me out again. He helped me out before and he's going to help me out you better high find somebody and tell them I'm going to stick with my God. Oh, I'm going to stick with my God. I'm going through it in my body right now, but I'm going to stick with my God. Yeah, I just got a bad report, but I'm still going to stick with my God. You better high find three more folks and tell them I'm going to stick with my God. I'm going to stick with the one that said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll be with you always, even until the end. Even if the whole world is against you, Walker, and I'm for you, we're still more. I'm going to stick with my God. You have to be known. For sticking with your God. For God to be able to look at you and you know what and, and say, you know what, that girl been going through it in her body for months, but she's still giving God the praise. She's been going through stuff in her mind for months. You know her husband did her so dirty, but she's still been walking with her head held up and giving God the glory. You know he just lost his job, but you can't tell it because he still got a dance in his feet. He still got a leap in his feet. He's still turning in victory because he know in whom he trusts. He know in whom he believes and he he knows that God is going to bring him out of everything that he's been through. Oh, tell somebody one more time, I'm going to stick with my God. And I got to tell you why, because can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do me like I love folk that, that ain't up and down. Folk that when you see them, they are constant. When, when you're steadfast, it, it literally means that you're fixed in place. The wind's coming, but you're fixed in place place. It's not like you don't go through no trials and tribulation. Yeah, you go through trials and tribulation. You married that man and you expected it to work out, but when he turned his back on you and then stole the money out your old joint bank account and you still was giving God the glory, we knew then she is a woman of integrity. She gonna let God take care of her enemy. She gonna let God just step in and do what needs to be done. Say to your neighbor, I'm steadfast. I'm fixed in place. But that don't mean stuff ain't messing with my mind. That don't mean I ain't going through hard trouble. That does not mean I don't have no enemies. That does not mean every need is being met in my life. That does not mean I'm walking in my heart's desire. That does not mean that everybody loves me. I just I made up in my mind I'm going to be steadfast. I just I made up in my mind I'm going to stay where God done told 
told me to stay because I recognize the best place to be in the whole wide world is in the will of God. The right place to be even when you're going through trials is in your rhema word. The right place to be even though you're going through hardship is in what God told you. Because if God told you he was going to bless you, he going to bless you. If he told you he was going to bring you out, he going to bring you out. If he told you it was going to be a complete turnaround, it's going to be a complete turnaround. Because if God said it, he'll do it. He'll bring it to pass. Say to your neighbor, I'm fixed. I'm fixed in place. You have to be steadfast. You got to keep talking the same thing. Even when it gets worse, you got to keep talking the same thing. I'll never forget last year, I would go to mama's, be cutting the grass and, and doing stuff, and, and she would always wait till I got the blowing off the sidewalk before she came out the door. Never fail. When I started blowing, she knew the sound of that blower. She would come out there. And the first thing, when, when she come out there, I would ask her, I said, Mama, how you doing? She said, son, you know the doctor done said this. I've been going through this, that, and the other, but I know it is well. I know the same God that brought me through that cancer, the same God that brought me through this, that, and the other, he going to continue to bring me through what I'm going through. And she was talking like that, but she was limping at the same time. She was talking like that, but she was hurt in her body at the same time. You have to have a well-made-up mind. You have to be determined that no matter what you go through, you are not going to let the enemy have the final say. You got to let the enemy know you are not going to have the final say in my life. God is going to do everything he's because if God promised it won't he do it won't he do it won't he do it so you have to be steadfast I look at folk I look at folk that are steadfast that are going through trials and tribulations. I look at folks that are battling in their mind, battling in their life. I, I especially look at strong women that have been done bad by somebody, but they continue to give God the praise. It's too many women in here to name, but I'm going to tell you something. There are some strong women in this church. There are some women in this church that have been done dirty by some low down men but they continue to give God the praise they continue to give God the glory because they refuse to allow a man or situation or anything else dictate to them how their life is going to turn out if I'm talking about you woman you ought to shout he talking about me
I'm telling you, you got some women in here that are fixed in God. They ain't going nowhere. They know from whence cometh their help. They know that God has helped them through thick and through thin situations. Say to your neighbor, be steadfast. In my clothes. The Apostle Paul historically speaking searched out Abraham. Even though Abraham was hundreds of years before the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul searched out how how, how Abraham would keep the faith. The apostle had to be curious as to how in the world did, did God deem Abraham the father of faith? How in the world did, did he deem him the one to where he should be the primary example to people in reference to keeping faith in God and not wavering? And so he studied again Abraham. See, see, before God deemed him Abraham, he was Abram. He wasn't worthy of the name Abraham. See, see, his character was not speaking in a way to where God could say, you are going to be a father of many nations. You are going to be a primary example. He wasn't there yet. Same way with us. It, it, it's a lot of things that God want to do for you. But when he look at your character in trials and tribulations, he said, I can't say that about her yet because she ain't there yet. No, he ain't there yet. But if he just keep going, if he stay on that path sooner or later, he is going to be known by talking the right thing, thinking the right thing, and doing the right thing. And so Abraham continued to just, to just walk in the path. He would make mistakes, but he did not let his God go. He, he would lie about his wife being his sister. He, he would lie about this, that, and the other. But the one thing Abraham was not is crazy. He would not sever the relationship with his God. So even when he messed up, he still held on to the relationship of his God. Good God from Zion, I'm getting happy because that, that, that sounds like some of our testimony. Say to your neighbor, I have messed up, but I can't let my God go. I got to hold on to the relationship I have with my God. And so even when he would mess up, God would tell him, go here now, Abraham. And Abraham, when he would repent, he would just keep following the path of God. And then all of a sudden, the, the angels, they, they showed up to Abraham. And, and they said to Abraham, on behalf of God, that God is going to bless you with a son. And it's going to be through your wife, Sarah. And Abraham at the time, he was right at a hundred years old and, and Sarah wasn't that far behind him. Everything had ceased to be in reference to his being a man. 
and her being a woman. But yet Abraham believed what thus saith God. I'm old, but my wife going to have a baby. I'm old, nothing is working. But my wife is going to have a baby. Say we heard it. She laughed. But eventually she received that she was going to have a baby. Even though everything had dried up. Woo, I got, woo, I'm getting happy. Let me show you what Paul said. I know y'all want me to preach that. I got to show you what, 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 he, what he said. So just hold on. Let's go to Romans, the fourth chapter. That was a good setup. Now you show enough ready. But look at what it says in reference to the teaching today. Romans 4 and 20. Now this is what Paul said about Abraham. He did not, Romans 4 and 20, y'all there? I want you to see this. He did not waver at the promise of of God through what? He didn't let it happen. Because if he would have wavered, we never would have heard about Isaac. Get this. If we never heard about Isaac, we never would have heard about Jacob. If we never heard about Jacob, we never would have heard about the 12 tribes. If we never heard about the 12 tribes, we never would have received the Lion of Judah or Jesus. Why? Because Abraham didn't have the faith that would cause the lineage of a Savior to come. It's important for you to understand whatever you're going through, you have To go through it God's way. If it's going to be a blessing to somebody down the line. If Abraham would not have believed. Jesus. The man. Never would have came through the lineage. That led back to Abraham. He had to believe. But get this. It was his choice as a free moral agent. Even though nothing was working, he still chose to obey God. Look at it again. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. Let's continue. Get this. But was strengthened. How? In faith. Giving glory to God. What what does it mean? Strengthen in faith. He kept believing the word. See, see, we, we only hear about the angels coming and giving Abraham a message one time. But see, Abraham was known for giving tithe to Melchizedek. A message. Abraham was 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 known for receiving the word of God indirectly and directly. He was strengthened in faith. That's the reason you've got to come to church. That's the reason you've got to hear the word. Why? 
Romans 10 and 17. So then faith comes. How? By hearing. And hearing the word of God. Let's back up to verse 14 and 15. But how shall they hear without a preacher? Come on here preacher. How shall he preach except he been sent? Sent is the antithesis of a jack leg. Somebody saying it but have not been anointed to say it. Somebody saying it but are saying what's going to make folks happy instead of giving folk the truth. A sin preacher. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. But was strengthened in faith, giving God the glory. And notice verse 21. And being fully convinced that what he had promised him, he was also able to perform. What you are right now, can God do what you're asking him? Your situation can't, can't be worse as Abraham. Now you tell a doctor that I'm a hunter, but I'm, I'm looking to have a baby. That, that doctor going to automatically think she got a mental problem. We're going to have to get a therapist for her. Straight face. Let me give me give me the, give me the tablet. Need to see a therapist as soon as possible. Hundred, but think she gonna have a ninety-something, but think she gonna have a baby by her hundred-year-old husband. Crazy. Nobody's situation in here is at worse. Or as worse as that. Am I right? But look at it again, what it says here. In verse 21. And being fully convinced that he had what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Verse 22. And therefore, it was accounted to him for righteousness. Why is that so important? Because Romans 1 and 17 says this right here. The righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Abraham revealed to God that he was operating in righteousness. He revealed to God that he was thinking right, talking right. And doing right. And so God said I can do it for Abraham. Because, because he's thinking, talking, and doing right. So it's going to be accounted to him for righteousness. Y'all better hold on. Verse 23. Now it was not written for his sake alone that, that it was imputed to him. But also for us. The reason we get the story of Abraham and Sarah and and how they had a child even though they were past the age of childbearing. But it was not written just for them. Notice again. But for our sake. Verse 24. But also for us. It shall be imputed to us who believe in him. Who raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead. Who was delivered up because of our offenses. And was raised because of our justification. We hear about Abraham. So we will start walking in the same faith. So we will start thinking the same way. 
That's the reason you got to look at your situation that, that, that naturally speaking is impossible and say Abraham was in an impossible situation, which was much worse than mine's. But yet he believed God and God did it. And if God did it for him, he'll do it for me. Am I talking right? And I'm done. Let's give the Lord a big hand of praise. Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.